Under the leadership of that hardy woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Girls tend to be pretty like me. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we have never fled the state after possibly committing murder. We've committed no crimes. <laughs> That's right, I dragged you into it. Oh, you dragged way. me right into it. He <laughs> claims no murder. <laughs> Today's title is Simon Kenton and the KYKO. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the man who observed the six-foot distance rule even before yes. the pandemic. Uh-huh. Jason Donner. I like that rule. I say we go 10. And I love the little stickers on the ground. I got to say I like the stickers, I too. like the orderliness of it. I do, too. It, it, it There's no mistake. There's no... There's no, I right. thought the line was over here. Yes. Yes. People yeah. need to be told. <laughs> Those stickers do the job. I, I am pro sticker. Yeah, it feels like elementary school in the grocery store now. <laughs> yeah, it does. They have the, the yellow line down right. the middle of the school. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> in this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will examine the story that brought one of Kentucky's most famous frontiersmen into the state. In our bonus material, we'll hear an old-fashioned government driving tip completely devoid of good old-fashioned common sense. And along the way... Don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. Tennis has its irresistible charm for the young and beautiful. So have the Royal Worcester WCC corsets. We make a specialty of these corsets at Weitzel and O'Donnell. For a proper lady to play tennis, she must be corseted. But right, a sport sport. Corset yeah, on. it looks okay. like that. I mean, it's probably underwired and other things, or maybe no wire, so you can sh- twist. They always have like a, a ribbing of some sort, though. So, well, I mean, that's sure. the corseting part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just it just seems like if you're physically exerting terrible. yourself out there, or when they like they start tightening those shoestrings on the back, you know, you get the lady <laughs> behind you to tighten them up. Not me. I mean, that happens a lot, and you're like, I'm gonna try that sometime. Uh, no, I think uh, Elvis did something like that. It was Saran wrap. Well, sometimes I, I if you're like your back hurts or you're you gotta pretend you're not so fat. Yeah, of course it works good. Just out there on the tennis court, though, that's uh-huh. just yeah, that one blew rest- me away. Right. <laughs> well, she's uh, got a hat on too. It appears. Uh, got to wear a hat when you play tennis. tennis hat. <laughs> <laughs> now for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. Round one. We don't usually talk a lot about some of the early frontiersmen in Kentucky history. and Why is that? They're boring? I guess there's not always something that they've written or something they've been written about. Okay. Well, give us some names. Maybe that's part. So this would be the big one right here, Simon Kenton. Oh, yeah, never Uh, heard of him. So so Daniel Boone has what is purported to be an autobiography, but I've read that it wasn't really an autobiography. It was kind of like he talked to a guy and then that became the book. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's, so it's, it's that's how people probably, write uh, sometimes. Probably, yeah, and it's kind of like a ghost writer situation or yeah. something like that. Uh, but that but then, helped make him famous. Is that what you mean, Daniel Boone? Um, I guess it didn't hurt, right? Because you've <laughs> you've got this book out there that, that people can. <laughs> There's only like so twelve the books in continues. the country. Yeah. Oh, now that's no joke. Back then, yeah, for when, real. When you're Not talking much. about 
what people study. Yeah. Uh, I've read about people in their whole house. They've got a Bible and yep. like a family book or something or a spelling book, a spelling book yes. and, a, and a family Bible. Right. And that's it. That's it. The whole And a lot place. of people would teach schools and families, I'm sure, would teach language and reading from using the Bible because that was the book they had. Absolutely. Bestseller, right? So right. everybody's got a copy. And so maybe that's part of the reason why we don't always dip this far back. But one of the really famous people from Kentucky history in the early days was Simon Kenton. He was famous for being one of these outdoorsy types and right. kind of going into the wilderness and doing the hunting thing Come back and all that stuff. To, yeah, like nine months later. Yeah, the long hunters, exactly right. right. So uh, let's dive into this story a little bit here. It says, 90 years ago, there lived in Virginia a tall, active, well-developed, handsome youth of about 18, belonging to the class of quote-unquote poor white folk, a class almost peculiar to the slave states of America. And this was actually written in the... Um, mid-19th century. Right, okay. So it's kind of telling you about that. Right, but still slavery intact in the South at the writing of this. Uh, exactly. Either the schoolmaster was not yet abroad, or our youth had failed to meet him, or meeting him had found his acquaintance too troublesome to be very long continued. For certain it is that at the above-mentioned age, he could neither read nor write, so there's you another secret. I mean, if they're illiterate, they're definitely not writing anything. Let's say at that time, your average person, how many can read and write? I, I mean, I guess I, I mean in the country, 1850. Right. You know, yeah. half the people. That that may be about right. I don't think statistics exist on it. That may be right. Now they, there was an emphasis on going to school long enough to be able to learn the alphabet. Sure read a little bit, do some basic math, but that's about it. You know, a few months at a time for a few years was kind of like what these school terms used to look like. Okay. Subsequently, he learned to make with a pen a combination of marks, which to anyone duly instructed beforehand plainly appeared to read Simon Kenton. This ignorance is, however, not to be wondered at when we remember that not a hundred years before a royal governor of the Old Dominion had proclaimed and thanked God for the fact that the moral plague spot, the printing press, had not yet appeared in his province. <laughs> Man, I'm glad we don't have a press. That thing can just really slow you down. The, you know, the, the news reporting on what yeah. the governor's doing and so Knowledge. forth. Knowledge. Mm -hmm. Very suspicious. <laughs> when such an extraordinary subject of congratulation and thanksgiving could be proclaimed by the governor... It is not to be presumed that the mass of the people would regard Kenton as a prodigy of ignorance. So they're saying, like, for his time, that's pretty normal. Don't hold it against him. He was undoubtedly an ignorant young man. <laughs> that just based on what you just said, and then you lay that line on us. Yeah, it's almost like, <laughs> I, I mean no disrespect yes, by this, but... Right, right? it's not the, a big deal how things. stupid he is. So read this knowing that. But he was pretty stupid. That's what they go on to say. <laughs> Don't forget, he's stupid. <laughs> right. So you're going to need to know that later. <laughs> but he was a man for all that. And though he did not appreciate the literary graces of Addison and Pope, his soul was fully open to the impressions of female beauty. And at the age of 16, he was the de declared admirer of one of the most attractive of the neighboring bells. So this is where 
his story really begins here. He saw a girl and liked her. And then, right. isn't that where the trouble usually starts, Jason? Well, that's going to motivate him, though, to what? Come to Kentucky out of desperation. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay so that's what's going to happen here. Uh, his suit, however, was not prosperous. So she just wasn't that into him is the modern version of that. And he soon found that a young farmer named Leichman, much his senior, was his favored rival. Aha, uh-huh. Leichman. Leichman enters the scene. Is Leichman going down? <laughs> Leichman stands between me and this girl, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the thing. And did you notice he was the older guy, Leichman? Much his senior. Much his senior. Uh-huh. And they always have the advantage in these things. Right. I mean, yeah. how, this kid is like I'm thinking 16. maybe five, five years, ten years, something Older? Like that. Yeah. That's it? Okay. No, it doesn't say. It doesn't, doesn't say. say. My impression of it was it was kind of like the typical high school thing, but then here's the this college guy. guy. Yeah, right. Right? Okay. So, so kill him uh, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't – there wasn't a lot of murder back then, but, uh, but there's definitely violence. Okay. So on him, therefore, he resolved to take his vengeance and for that purpose sought a fight in which he got terribly thrashed. So he picked the fight and the yeah. dude beat him up. Okay, so Leichman won. <laughs> Leichman is kind of like, remember on Seinfeld, Newman. Oh, yeah. So I can imagine him, Leichman. (laughs) The next year, however, finding himself six feet high. So he hit a growth spurt and thought, okay, let's try this again, (laughs) shall we? He determined to hazard another engagement. His challenge was promptly accepted and uh, resolved that the combat should be a la trance. (laughs) A la trance. French. What's that mean? French word. Alone? Um, let's see. I, I, I At looked the entrance? It you did? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm I guessing. L- I looked it up. But it's, kind of, it's kind of like escaping my mind right now. Uh, but it's like an agreement ahead of time of how they're going to fight. Okay. The, uh, the struggle was desperate, and Kenton was again on the point of defeat, when luckily he succeeded in suddenly winding his antagonist's long cue around a sapling. <laughs> what? are you talking about? So he wrapped this guy around a tree in the middle of the fight. His long cue? <laughs> yeah. Meaning I guess, just I guess the, torso. His, the full length of him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Man, you got to like allow for language being different back then. I it's, like that. Mid-19th century, way Long cue, yeah, yeah. Uh, long-winded and everything, too. Uh, the victory thus acquired, he so unmercifully <laughs> abused as to stretch his enemy senseless upon the field of battle. Oh. He has so really knocked him out. The so guy has passed out from the he, pain or something. Yeah, well, and he's still stretching him around a small tree? <laughs> Apparently that's how he <laughs> won the victory. The hammerlock. Fierce as a tiger when enraged, Kenton was a humane man, and he no sooner found that resistance had ceased and beheld his foe lying apparently dead at his feet Then all his anger subsided, and he strove by every means in his power to restore him to consciousness. Right, like you do. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, you're dead? I'm not mad anymore. (laughs) This is like the Elmer Fudd thing, right? Now come back to life. Poor Widow Wabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he tripped on a sapling, Your Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, He's already envisioning like, oh, man, this is bad. Yeah. He's beginning to think he's killed the guy. Well, for a few seconds, you might not know. Right. Exactly. Struck with remorse 
and fearful of the consequences of his rash deed. Yeah, he didn't want to kill him. No, no, no. He just wanted to whip him, show this chick that he's right. tougher. So he slung him around the tree. And now here he is on the ground, and it's like, uh-oh, uh-uh, dude, wake <laughs> up. You're not that bad. You're not that bad. <laughs> Put some leaves on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a Brian Regan joke. I got to give credit for it. Okay. <laughs> some leaves. So, uh, fearful of the consequences of his rash deed, he fled from the spot and without even returning to his father's house, made his way over the Blue Ridge into the Valley of Virginia. <laughs> okay, yes. So it's like, oh man, I've killed him. I'm out like of here. Like in one night. Now, let's see now what you mean, because yeah. he fled yeah, in I, desperation. I'm gone. I am gone, Okay, he says. So he didn't kill him, but he doesn't know that. Uh, that's exactly where we are. Okay. The, the, you know, spoiler alert, this guy's going to turn out okay. <laughs> but he doesn't know, and he's not going to take any chances. Yeah. You don't, you don't wait for him to go ahead and die and then face the murder charge. You just go right. split. <laughs> you could do that back then, though, and I'm not saying that's good or nice. No, another disclaimer. You can, no. If you do <laughs> accidentally commit manslaughter, oh God, I'll do not anything. flee the state. Right. I'm not saying that it's good. But back then, you could just go out of the territory, change your name, grow a beard, and literally get free. And that is actually one of the secrets of Kentucky. Kentucky's the first frontier. So you can. You could just disappear. Yeah. Go into Kentucky. Nobody's going to follow you out there. Right. Wherever you may be, who knows? Yeah, and that's actually what he did. He um, he changed his name even, so he started living by an assumed name. Sure. So they <laughs> started walking with a limp. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. not me. I'm not him. I've got a limp. So right here, it actually goes on to say, on fleeing from his native native county, he changed his name to Butler. So he was then Simon Butler instead yeah. of Simon Kenton for a while. Yeah. And by that alone, was known among his new acquaintances. I'd go probably. I'd probably go ahead and change that first name too. Why yeah, you keep know what? it? You kept the Why? First name, right? Yeah, it's just asking for trouble. Actually, this got me to thinking. If something like this happens to me, oh, good question. I'm going to change my name to <laughs> to uh, get this Trent Baylor. Trent Baylor. That that's actually it. <laughs> it it's just familiar Trent enough Baylor. that I'll look up if you call it out. <laughs> but the disguise was imperfect. And learning that his family had discovered his place of retreat and intended reclaiming him by force, and still believing himself to be the slayer of Leichman, he determined to elude both paternal and civil authority by penetrating yet farther toward that mysterious West, <laughs> which was just then beginning to exercise its fascination over the restless population of the border. So just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear they're coming for you. Just, just so his just fa- his family's looking for him. Yeah, and have somehow tracked him down. Uh, yeah, or, or maybe they guessed what he was going to do, or well, you know, uh, that's true. Predicted it, or someone wrote them. Yeah, well, maybe don't use your same first name. Uh, accordingly, we next hear of him as a hunter and trapper, ranging along the watercourses, uh, then the outpost of civilization toward the northwest. Here he learned for the first time that Leichman had recovered from his injuries and married the lady for whose sake he had suffered them. Leichman's alive? What? And he married that what woman? What the heck, man? Yeah, and then he, he went sealed out. the deal for him, actually. You know what? She probably felt really sorry yeah. for him and mm-hmm. then nursed him back to health. This other guy was gone. Yeah, he took himself <laughs> out of the picture because he ran off to Kentucky. So he's relieved now, relieved of that. 
So he goes and fights him again. <laughs> this news, we may well suppose, lightened our young woodman's conscience without much wounding his heart. At any rate, it produced no disposition in him to return to the haunts of his boyish loves and battles. So he figures it out, but at least he's not a murderer now. Yeah, we got in a fight, fair fight. Yeah. You know, you, you called him out, he agreed to fight you. I, I bet this happened to people a lot where they, <laughs> if you thought the guy was dead, they just took off. But uh, but then, you know, on to Kentucky, and now I'm stuck with my new life, and yeah. he just goes on now, to live it. Did he uh, go by the same old new name, or he went back to his original name? All the history books refer to him as Kenton, so I'm guessing he did not just, stick with the, the well, pseudonym. Maybe, well, for one thing, he wouldn't need to. How long was the time of him being in hiding with <laughs> yeah, the new I, name? I, yeah, I think it's relatively brief because okay. he's still young and all that. When it, you know, 50 like 10, years later, right. what do you know? <laughs> yeah, he's gotten used to it. <laughs> so let's uh, pay a few bills since we've talked about Simon Kenton there. This part of the program is brought to you by the Stalfer Magic Couch with exclusive arm and leg attachments now available. It's America's number one home-reducing plan. Lose where you want to lose to exercise firm and tone both the inner and outer thighs, knees, and ankles. Got to lose that knee fat, apparently. (laughs) To firm outside of arms and shoulders, to firm the inner arms, the front of the arms, and the bust line for the neck, shoulder, and arm exercise. So just everything. Yes. It's a very simple. If you can see the picture, it's extremely simple. It's just like a bench. Yeah, and I think this is one of these things where it's supposed to jiggle you into shape. Oh, yeah. People thought that would work, too, back then. <laughs> Those big belts. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this has the it. feel of that from, from what we can see here. shake it all loose. <laughs> I guess is the theory. Or, or maybe like it's, it's kind of like you, you believe you're moving and movement. So I, you believe I, the fat off. That's three times now we've used the F word. I should do a disclaimer about that. I don't want to. I mean, no offense. But don't we all have a little fat, (laughs) though? Don't don't Uh, we? Yeah. (laughs) Not us all. Just almost all. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) If it weren't for shirts, we all would not be be here. We'd be in way better shape. Yeah. Well, that's true. If it weren't for shirts. Right. (laughs) And we do have a another bonus, traffic, a bonus material driving tip. Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit the road. Message furnished by the Governor's Coordinated Committee for Traffic Safety. Statisticians report that the frequency of motorcycle accidents has increased greatly in recent times. Traffic authorities advise that stricter qualifications for riders will help prevent accidents. Use of protective helmets and only one rider per vehicle can help reduce injuries. Oh, Jason. <laughs> We're both waiting. Yeah, We're well, I've, I've got something to say. No, I, I've got Please. something to say, but I was going to let you have at it first. Oh, I've got nothing. There's something this does not mention, which is the death wish motorcycle riders tend to drive around with. Well, that makes it more fun, doesn't it? <laughs> squeezing into oh, little sure. tight spaces the uh, to point. pass yeah. and things like that. You got to watch out. They'll come up on you. And I get really nervous. If I see a, a motorcycle, I'm just like. Well, yeah. But you just want to look out for them. Yeah. And also, <laughs> you know what? Don't mow your grass into the street. 
This is a, a real surface, problem. Right? It, it's just driving on grass at that split second. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I've redeemed uh, myself. For sure. Tough. If there's anybody you They're don't want to offend, right? <laughs> we have now turned to the final page of this chapter, but Old Kentucky Tales never fails to return. You can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate it. That's actually quite helpful. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College. You can learn so much there. And the rest is history. <laughs>